0: All right. Asalam alaikum family. We are live. Welcome to your power call. Another morning, man. Thank God. Uh, what they used to say, this is the day. <laughs> they, this is the day that the Lord has made, man. I'm just blessed to be alive, man. Listen, I know it's somebody that done died yesterday. Somebody died yesterday. Somebody didn't wake up this morning. Somebody is being was bombed yesterday, shot in the head yesterday. Somebody was kidnapped, burned in the car. Something bad happened yesterday. But we just got another day. So I'm just saying this for anybody who wake up in the morning and you just say, woe is me and your life is so bad and oh, why this keep happening to you. You could be in the grave under some dirt. You could be in the casket, but you got another chance to be hearing this video. You got eyesight. If you don't got eyesight, you hearing this, you got another chance. You got another choice. You still got breath coming into the body. Oh, man. Man, as long as, like Brother Winford say, long as we alive, man, we still got action. And then as Brother E.T. say, man, today is the first, I love it. This today is the first day of the rest of your life. I mean, when I thought about that, when I heard that for the first time, it's like, whoa, I, I, I get I get a chance to make this thing a fresh start. Today is the first day of the rest of my life. And I have the chance now to make the rest of my life the best of my life. I know some of us done had a bad childhood. And we got a lot of trauma we got to deal with. There's some things we got to deal with. But there are some things that was kind of out of our control when we was younger. But today, oh, well, we 20-something now. Yeah, we 30-something now, we 40-something now, 50-something now. We now are in control and can make the rest of our life the best of our life, all right? So I want us to remember as we get started, I ain't been asking us, but I'm going to ask us now in the beginning. How will God work through you today? If God works through human beings, and you know this, how will he work through you today? Will God work through you today? I'm not talking about the minister. Uh-uh, uh-uh uh uh-uh. Now we not finna just keep putting all the work on him. I'm not talking about your student minister. I'm not talking about your brother, your husband, your wife. Nuh-uh. How will God work through you today? Oh man, and imagine if all of us accepted that mission. Man, I'm uh, man. I'm gonna let God work through me today. We'll have hundreds of people every morning that's inspired to go. Introduce people to the reality of God. <laughs> All right, let's go get started now. y'all have me going this morning. I'm 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 I'm, I'm hyped up. Brother Nuri came on with it yesterday. And brother Nuri say, hey man, let me know when y'all want to bring me on for the QA. So y'all know I'm a tr- we're gonna try to get him this week. Oh, we're gonna try to have him come on this week, probably this Friday, have him come on and surprise you. I guess it wouldn't be a surprise no more, right? But y'all get the point. He gonna come on here, inshallah. And give us some good wisdom. Let's go. Let's get started. uh oh, that ain't it. Uh-oh, that ain't it. That ain't it right there. Hold on. That show ain't it. Hold on. Let me go back. All right. Let me go. I got the podcast. Boom. Then we gonna open up that. Boom.
1: Hold on. Now here we go.
2: Boom. There we go.
1: Any form of communication and support of objective designed to influence the opinions, emotions, attitudes or behaviors of any group in order to benefit the sponsor either directly or indirectly in other words that is a flood that's called propaganda that's a mind war all the battles that we've been reading about in the scripture if we just stop being spooky looking down under the ground for the devil And we've been looking under the ground for a devil for 400 years while we've been catching hell from a real one for 6,000. We've been living in hell, hoping and waiting to die to go to heaven while the very people that advocate the idea are using our sweat equity to produce heaven for themselves. They in heaven and telling you, don't worry about it. You're going to die and get yours. But they riding good. Living good. Vacationing. We went to Target in the hood. Walked in the door, Target in the hood. Had regular clothes, winter stuff. But we went to Target out north. A big old selection of swimsuits. This is December. What's the difference, though? We got to dress for where we live. Right, right. But since they are working us like hell, and they have heaven while they live, they can buy swimsuits because they plan on leaving. Amen. Man, that's cool. Boy, you better wake up and smell the crack in the black community. All praise is due to Allah. When they crucified Jesus, they didn't crucify him because of the outfit he wore. Go ahead. They didn't crucify Jesus because of what he, the money he had. They crucified the man because of his message. Uh, right, sir. Is that right? Yes, sir. Well, what would make you think that if they crucified the man because of his message, after they got rid of the man, they would leave his message intact? That's right. If the reason they were trying to kill him is because of what he taught, why would they leave his teachings intact? Go ahead they haven't left his teachings intact. That's right. That's right. They have put weapons of mass deception That's right. under the name of Jesus. That's right. That's right. So Jesus, whenever he was on the scene, he was fighting a mind war. That's right. Is that right? That's right? Didn't he say that, that his goal was not just to keep us from disobeying the law, but he said if you've, comm- if you've thought the thought, you've already committed the act, that's a mind war he's going after. Right. His greatest uh, helper Paul said, let this mind be in you. What? The same mind that was in Christ that's a mind war. Yes, sir. What about Moses? Yes, Moses was in the town and a showdown took place. Okay. Between the enchanters of Pharaoh. And Moses, y'all remember the story? Yes, sir. Check it out. I'll give you the modern translation. Moses was out carrying his rod. And he was performing miracles. And the enchanters was telling Pharaoh, look, he don't have no real power. He's just like us. In fact, we're more powerful than him. So Pharaoh sent the enchanters to challenge Moses to a showdown. And they met at the festival. See, Moses is a soldier. He got confidence. Come on. He, he, he said, let's meet in the alley. Just yeah. me and you, one-on-one. Yeah. No, let's go and let, let's be where everybody can see us. Right. Bring the whole hood out. Right. That's what he said. Right. Get everybody out. Right. And then the enchanters came. And they said to Moses, in the showdown with the two rods, which you want to cast first? Moses said, no, you go ahead and cast. You started it, man, cast. (laughs) So the enchanters did their thing, (laughs) whoo! And their their staff turned into a serpent. Began moving around, and the people was like, wow! (laughs) And then Moses called upon the Lord, and then dropped his. And his became a serpent, but it ain't the other serpent. Now, y'all know that didn't really happen. you got to stop being spooky. Come on. Did you hear me? Get the hell out of Spookville and move to a new spiritual neighborhood. Go to Logic Neighborhood. The rational thought community. Did you hear me? Faith gardens. Somewhere else. But get out of Spookville. It didn't happen like that. Got you walking around all your life. You actually think that a ghost got a woman pregnant and then, bam, Jesus is here. Let your daughter come home pregnant. And you, and you, baby, what? I'm saying I don't know how this
3: happened.
1: I mean, I was just walking past Eastern Star and the spirit came upon me. Now I'm with child. No, you're not. You gonna call Mari Povich, ain't you? You're gonna find out who this baby daddy is. No, that's that's Spookville. Common sense should tell you that if Jesus is a man, a male. That whenever a baby is born, a baby that becomes a male has to have the X and Y chromosome. But a female only has the X chromosome. So if a spirit comes together with X chromosome, then the only thing that could be produced, even if it was possible, would be a girl child. But if Jesus is a male child, then a man had to be with a woman to bring birth to a male. You say, well, how is God his father? Because he fathered his mind, but not his body. Y'all still with me? Well, this rod, have you noticed that in college, whenever someone graduates, the person that leads the graduates out always is carrying a rod in his hand? Have you noticed that? What does the rod represent? Come on. The rod represents, I have attained knowledge that the rest of these have just earned. Go so the rod is a symbol of knowledge. So if there's a showdown Come on. between Moses and the enchanters in front of everybody, that was not a stick thrown to the ground, becoming a snake, eating a snake. That was a great debate. Go between God's ideas that he gave to Moses and Pharaoh's ideas that he gave to the enchanters. And since Moses' snake ate the other snake, they're saying what Moses taught was superior to what the enemy was teaching. Oh, we need a showdown like that today. I remember a few years ago whenever they told the minister that if we find out that you, over, that you go to Libya, anybody go to Libya, right, yeah. 10 years in jail mm-hmm. and a $100,000 fine, mm-hmm. and we're going to bring you before Congress. Yeah, so Peter King found out that Farrakhan was in Libya. Hey. You say he went and the president told him not to go? You're damn right. Yes, sir. Farrakhan is not bossed by the president. He's bossed by God. All praise is due to Allah we got to stop being such punks white people don't let you let you pick their friends for you so why should you let them pick your friends for you so he went over there and peter king came out and said that we want to bring far before congress and the minister said in a press conference come on with it bring me before congress i'm anxious listen to his words for a showdown. Yes. Why? Because he was coming like Moses yes. with a rod of wisdom he got from Elijah Muhammad yes, that would have swallowed up all the falsehood that we've been taught all the days of our life, and they didn't want that showdown. All yes, oh, praise is due to Allah. In closing, in closing, from Genesis to Revelations, from Al-Fatiha to Al-Nas. From the time we came to America to the present day, we have been losing a mind war. And the main reason we've been losing is because we didn't even know we was in it. How can you win if you don't even know you're in the war? Well, I'm hoping that today after we leave that you will stand up and be ready to be a soldier. And fight on the battlefield of your mind and your baby's mind. That we can be free once and for all. All praises are due to Allah. Well, I wanted to go over the weapons of mass deception, but we don't have that kind of time. Oh, y- y'all want to go through them real quick? Yes, sir. All right, all right, all right. Let's do this. Did you know, brothers and sisters, that Allah, God, In the Bible, he says that when he comes, he's going to make all things new. Do you know what that means? If he's making all things new, he's dissatisfied with everything. So God is not pleased with your church. You got your seatbelt on? God is not pleased with your masjid. God is not pleased with the government. God is not pleased with the mosque. He's coming and he's making what? He's dissatisfied with everything. Why? Because Satan, the dragon, who's called Lucifer or Beelzebub, who deceiveth the whole world, he's messed everybody up. So, what they call Christianity is not really Christianity, it's churchianity. It's more connected to paganism and white supremacy than it is to Jesus. And what they practice in the world today that, that they call Islam is really Islam.
4: Yes, sir.
1: Did you hear me? Yes, sir. Islam. That's right. It's got the name, the label, the principles of it. It has the, the rituals in it, but it has too much personal culture wrapped all inside of it It messes up and poisons the bloodstream of it. Yes, sir. Are y'all still with me? Yes, sir. So, in the Bible, There are certain things that have been taught to us in religion. You say, well, why do you want to talk about religion? Because don't you know, brothers and sisters, that whenever slavery was started, it was a physical conflict wherein they captured the body and kept us in check. But as a business, your goal is not to stay there physically beating people. Have you ever started a business? You start a business to buy time. Is that right? That's why I've never understood. How come everybody that starts a business seems to never have no time for God no more? What, what, What did you start the business for? See, the question is, do you own your own business? Or does your business own you? And if you're working and it owns you, and you don't have no time for your family, no time for your wife, no time for your children, no time for the work of saving your people, then what's the sense in having it if you don't have no time but to do it? You don't own the business, the business owns you. Well, when you do start a business, your goal is to create what they call a turnkey operation. Meaning that I'm gonna create a job description, rules, bylaws, documentation, That can be present without me being there. If they follow that which is a written script. Then the business can roll without me being there physically. And I can do other stuff. Is that right? Right. Well if slavery is a business. Then they had to develop documentation. Paperwork. Procedures. A script. To keep the slaves. Producing. Without massa having to be there. So the public school system is part of their rules. Yeah, that's right. Christianity is another part of their rules. So they use education and religion as a means of providing documentation to keep slavery a turnkey operation. Right. So in the Bible, even though in Jeremiah 10, it tells you, go not in the way of the heathen. A heathen is a disbeliever in God. For the heathen goes out into the wilderness and cutteth down a tree with the axe and decks it with silver and with gold and fasten it with hammer and nails that it moveth not. Is that not a Christmas tree? Then what in the hell you look like with a Christmas tree right up there next to Jesus' picture in the church? That's a weapon of mass deception. They tell you in Christianity that God is a spirit. But in Exodus 15 and 3 it says God is a man of war. Genesis 1.26 says that we were made in his image and likeness. It means we look like him. He's called a he. A he is a pronoun. A pronoun takes the place of a noun. A noun describes a person, place, or a thing. God's not a thing or he would be pronouned it. Right, but if he's pronoun he, he describes a person. Right. God is a human being. That's right. Abraham said that he's seen the Lord right. walking through the plains of Mamre. Sarah cooked three meals for the Lord and the angels with the Lord. So the angels were human. Right. God was a man. Yes, sir. The Bible says every eye shall see them, every tongue shall confess. What well, spirits cannot be seen, only felt. If every eye is going to see God, God has to be in a flesh form. Did you hear me? When Jesus was arguing with the Jews, he said unto the Jews that I am the son of God. And they said unto him that you are not the son for you are the only one that bears witness of yourself. Then Jesus responded, is it not written in your law that the testimony of two men is accepted as truth? I am one that bears witness of myself and my father is the other one. If God fa- was his father, then he's saying a man. Come on. God's a man. That's a weapon of mass deception. Then they tell you that you can't see God and live. But in Genesis 3 and 8, it says that Adam... Heard God's footsteps. Okay, if, if wind if wind hits this, spirit hits that, you don't hear it. The only way you can hear something is if physical hits physical. So if he heard the footsteps, God had to have physical feet. And then it says, and Adam hid his face from God. The only way you can hide from something is that you have to be able to see it. And know how to put something in front of you and it. That it cannot see you. But in order for you to do that you have to see it and the spirit can be seen. So in order for Adam to hide he had to be looking at a real man. Then it says you cannot see God and live but Adam and them did live. According to Genesis 18 and 1 Moses spoke face to face with God. As a man speaking to his friend and still was alive. According to the book of Genesis 5.22, Enoch walked with God and was taken to heaven. But Enoch never died. So Enoch was walking with God and went to heaven while he was alive. Uh Uh-oh. Weapons of mass deception. All praise is due to Allah. They tell you in church it's okay to eat hog. But Deuteronomy 14 and 8, Leviticus 11 and 7 says, It is forbidden to eat the swine flesh, nor touch its dead carcass. Don't he, God don't even want you touching pig. Because inside the pig is microscopic parasites called trachea worms. They are so small that they can go through the pores of your skin. They get into your bloodstream. Go into your stomach. Eat your digestive fluids. Work their way up your spine. Get into the hair, Eat the brain cells. And eat away at the eye tissue. So the hog eater's eyes are yellow. And it sounds mental power. That's, that's the Bible. You say but that's the Old Testament. Okay Reverend we got you. Since you want to be the Honorable Reverend Porkchop That's the Old Testament, huh? Well, guess what? Deuteronomy 14 is the same chapter where tithing comes from So next time I come to church And you ask for that 10%, I want to tell you that's the Old Testament I bet you ain't going for that All praise is due to Allah All praise is due to Allah Uh, According to the Bible Jesus was looking for a good home For some devils He was casting devils out of the woman And he was looking for a good place For devils to live And it says he searched around And after he pulled the devils out Of the woman he sent them into the swine And the swine went and ran Into the sea So the swine was a good home For a devil Well what do you look like eating a hog If that's where devils can live Go ahead No, that's churchianity. That's not Christianity. That's weapons of mass. Deception. You go to church and they say that you are not fully committed. You're not all the way in. You got to take that communion. Drink of this. Wine, it represents the blood of our Savior. Eat of this cracker. And just just a public service announcement to the to the preacher. And the least you can do is get a wheat cracker, because Jesus was a black man. My God, you got to get the whitest saltine you can find. Come on now, at least get a wheat cracker, because he had hair like lambs, wooden feet like brass, burned and up. He's black. Now if you found somebody drinking some other human person's blood, you call them a vampire. And if you found some man eat another human meat, you call him a cannibal. What the hell are you telling me? I can't be a real follower of Jesus until I become a cannibal and a vampire? No, it means something different. It's talking about taking the life of Jesus in. And being as Jesus would be if he was alive in 2011. Did you hear me? They said, no, and then you, get, you know you're not all the way in until you, you got to get baptized now. So I, I want to know what Sunday you're coming. They, they told me that they wasn't going to let me, when I went to church, they wasn't going to let me do the communion or nothing. I said, why not? They told me I wasn't, I wasn't sincere enough. And they was, they was telling the truth. Hand me off in that dark room trying to get me a speaking speak in tongues. I mean, everybody in there laying hands on me. Crying and spitting all on me. And I just—I wasn't doing it. I was trying. I was trying. Then they someone me just say, Jesus. Jesus. Say it again, Jesus. Keep saying, Jesus, 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 Jesus. I, said, then I said, I'm not speaking in tongues. I'm tongue twisted.
5: But they was hoping
1: that I was going to speak in tongues so that then they could come and dip me in the water. Well, I'm going to show you about tongues speaking in a minute, too. Now, Jesus was baptized by his cousin, John the Baptist, in the Sea of Galileo. Is that right? But guess what Jesus says after he comes up out the water? In Mark 1 and 8, Jesus talking red writing. You know what that means? That's Jesus. Red writing. He came up, wet, he said I was baptized in the water, but ye shall be baptized in the spirit. In other words, I got dipped in the water, but I realized that this ain't where it's at. And you know it ain't where it's at. There is no difference before baptism and after baptism, except you started off as a dry negro and became a cold and wet negro, but a negro is still the same. No, the real baptism is not the body being dipped in water three times. It's the mind being dipped into knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And when the mind becomes baptized, you will become a changed man and a changed woman. Are you all right? First Corinthians says, now brother, if I come and speak to you in tongues, what good would it be to you? so I said well what did you say I don't know only the Lord knows well don't the Lord know how to read hearts so I don't I have to say nothing for the Lord to know what I'm thinking and how do you know you didn't cuss God out how do you know you don't know for sure No, what Paul is trying to say to a defile. <laughs> just, it's just, you know, humor, humor is, is like cherry flavoring on some medicine. Because medicine nasty. Hard to take, but it works good, but you got to put a little flavor on it. To... Y'all all right? Man, we, I'm not going to keep going through all of it. But let's, y'all want to go, can we, get, can we get seven minutes? We want to knock down these weapons of mass deception. And after we get finished with the weapons of mass deception, we got to go after the suicide bomb. You say, what? All right, we're going to talk to you about that. They tell us in church that the Jews are the chosen people of God. But Jesus did not consider them to be the chosen people of God. In the 8th chapter of John, the 4th verse, when he was talking to the Jews, he said, I know you. You are of your father, the devil. He was a liar and a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth. He said, if you were the children of God, then you would love me for I proceeded forth from the father. And if you were Abraham's seed, then you would do the works of Abraham. He said in Revelations 2.9 and 3.9 that that the Jews that call themselves Jews today, are of the synagogue of Satan. Did you hear me? Yes, Genesis fifteen thirteen says that to become the chosen people of God. You have to be the seed of Abraham. And the seed of Abraham will be a stranger in a land not theirs. Number one. Condition. Stranger in a land not theirs. They should be a servant or a slave for 400 years. Did you hear me? And after that time, God's going to come and judge the nation that they've served. Well, the Jews, when Jesus was talking to them and he said to them, the truth shall set you free. The Jews said, how shall we be made free when we have never been in bondage to any man? Well, if you've never been in bondage to any man, you're not the real seed of Abraham. Did you hear me? Do you know who the real seed of Abraham is? It's you and me. Do you know Abraham was from Babylon? But when him and Sarah was in Egypt, they mistakenly called Abraham an Egyptian? Do you know the word Egypt means land of black and burnt-skinned people? Well, how can you mistake Abraham for being an Egyptian unless Abraham was a black man? So if you say the seed of, you're saying the bloodline of. Well, if Abraham was black, then his chosen people from his sea must be black. That's right. They gotta be a stranger no in a land not theirs. That's right. They gotta be slaves for 400 years. Yes, sir. There is no other person fitting that job description right. other than the so-called American Negro that were made slaves in 1555. Here in the wilderness of North America, we are the real chosen people of God. All praise is due to Allah. Another weapon of mass deception. Is that Jesus is the only son of God. Yet according to Genesis 6 verse 2. It says and the sons of God. Amen. Sons plural. Oh, yeah. Saw the daughters of men to be fair and took them for wives. But this is in Genesis. There was always already some sons. When Job in 1 and 6. It says and the sons of God departed with him. This is before Jesus was born. Come on. Is that right? Yes, sir. Jesus didn't tell you he was the only son. Did he? Yes, sir. When they say, Master, teach us how to pray. He said, our father. Who if he's our father. If he's our father, then Jesus is our brother. Right. And if I'm the brother of Jesus and we have the same father. If I'm a man, I'm a son of God. That's right. And if I'm a woman, I'm a daughter of God. So in Psalms 82, verse 6, it says, Ye are all gods, children of the Most High God. So why did they talk this type of talk? It's because that by making him the only son, and they made him a Caucasian. They knew that logic circuits would kick in on the mind. This is a weapon of mass deception. See, if Jesus is the son of God and he is white, then logically speaking, if he's the son of God and he's white, then God is his father. In order for him to be white, then his father has to be white too. And since God is good and God is love, then God is good, God is love, and God is white. Then white is good and white is love. And wait a minute, I'm black. I'm the opposite of white. Well, if I'm the opposite of white, I'm the opposite of good, the opposite of love. I'm the opposite of God. I am a devil. And even though we never said it to ourselves, this is the reason why we sell so much dope to one another. Lie and kill one another the way we do because on a subconscious level, we think just like I said. That's a weapon of mass deception. They said that the devil is a spirit. But in 2 Thessalonians 2 and 3, it says that that day shall not come except there be a falling away first. And the man of sin be revealed. Sin. Not a spirit, but a man. That's right. A man of sin, the son of perdition. Y- y'all still with me? Yes, sir. Well, whenever Job seen the sons of God appearing unto him, what happened to him? They showed up the sons of God. Come on. And the scripture says in Job 1 that. Satan was also in the midst of them. So if men showed up and Satan was in the midst of them, then Satan had to be a man too.
5: That's
1: right. And Job said, "Whence cometh thou Satan? They didn't even know who they was with. So he had to be just like them. Come on. If, now you know if he was a goblin right. with horns, a pitchfork, and a tail, they would have identified him a long time ago. But it's obvious that they could not see him because he looked just like they did. All right. But Job was able to identify him that he was Satan. Yes. A man. Y- y'all still with me? Yes, sir. Well, we ain't going to keep going through that. But y'all, y'all got the math. Yes. The point is, brothers, sisters, that we have been tricked. And Every single thing that I said today, whether it's communion, tongue speaking, baptism, white Jesus, ghost God, ghost devil, we've taken this psychological peel in. And it has very, very, very damaging side effects. The side effects of this are unemployment, miseducation, horrible parenting skills, obesity. Did you hear me? The inability to to rear our own offspring, the ability to start a business and keep it going. Every condition that we are in is a side effect of weapons of mass deception. When they drop a bomb, a weapon of mass destruction, that bomb does damage on this initial impact, but it leaves in the atmosphere radiation and that radiation begins to corrupt the bloodstream of future generations. We are the victims of a direct bomb being dropped on us as a people. And we are living in an environment of the radiation of Satan's thoughts. We in a mind war. Last thing I wanted to share with you is clashing with suicide bombers. Now, I'm not talking about nobody in the middle East getting on a bus. It's not what I'm talking about. No. We're talking about mind wars. Yeah. Well, what does a suicide bomber do? A suicide bomber straps themselves with bombs, hurts other people, but in the course of hurting other people, some of the other people might live. Right. But because the bombs are attached to him whenever he detonates it, he absolutely is going to die. Right. Well, spiritual suicide bomb. Or gossip, slack talk, backbiting, talking about people behind their back, degrading other people. So the Quran says that about those who backbite, would one of you eat the flesh of your dead brother? So slack talk, gossip, and backbiting is considered cannibalism. Do you know whenever a creature eats its own kind that it produces mad cow disease or scrapie among sheep and it causes the organs to begin to liquefy and the person or the object that eats the, the flesh of its own kind goes crazy? So I'm saying that gossip slack talking backbiting is suicide bombing. You think you're hurting somebody else. And you are. But more so than what you are doing to them. You are a cannibal, and you are eating the flesh of your dead brother, which means that you're going to go crazy. Your organs are going to liquefy, and you're going to die an untimely death. So I say to you, brothers and sisters, let us get ourselves geared up for the greatest battle in the history of the world.
5: Yes, sir. It's
1: not on land. It's not on sea. It's not in the sky. It's in the mind. Yes, sir. And if we organize ourselves to defeat weapons of mass deception and guard ourselves from being suicide bombers, I guarantee you we will be a successful people. Yes, sir. After all, what Allah revealed is the truth. And He said the bottom rail will become the top. The least will become the most, the last will be made first. And the stone that all the builders rejected that's us will become the cornerstone of the building of a new world. We are the future rulers of the planet. Yes, sir. And the entire universe, we just need to be retaught and retrained.
0: Come on, come on, man. Give it up for our great brother, Brother Nuri Muhammad. Man, this was a powerful, 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 uh lecture man this part one and part two if you did not see yesterday if you did not see yesterday's part one I highly encourage you to go back and watch part one if you are someone who would like to tune in on zoom with us directly and be able to give feedback you can text nation to the number on the screen that you see that 833 number uh man amazing Let's get some feedback. Raise your hand if you got something that you would like to share. Something that stood out to you. Raise your hand. Raise your hand on the Zoom. If you got something that you would like to share. Uh, let's start off with Sister y- Yolanda. Go ahead.
6: Assalamu alaykum.
0: wa salam
6: Congratulations, Sister Rihanna. Man. So, I was just recalling in my own mind, personally... The renewing of my mind coming from the church. So I had a conversation with a peer, and I mentioned there is no scoop God, and it was communicated. Like, what are you talking about? So, as Minister Nuri said, I forgot which verse. In Genesis, I'm going to say Genesis 3 and 8, uh, Adam heard footsteps. So in order to have footsteps, you have to be a material being. And the same as when we pray, we pray to the supreme being. Therefore, when you pray to the God, Once you finish your prayer, then you have to do something. It's not like you're going to rub on a bottle and a genie is going to come out the bottle and say, your wish is my every command. No, we have to get up and do something. And in us making that prayer communication with the God. The universe receives that frequency and the God puts things in play. But. You see the God being activated through the things that you pray for that are manifesting in front of you. So we're not looking for this sky to be cracked open as they show a picture in the Bible wherever I saw that and a man is in the sky with his hands stretched out wide as if he was on the cross, but now he's not on the cross. He's, he's coming back to get us. So that spookism is a challenging or can be a challenging thing for someone to renew their mind. Because if I've been 30, 40, 50 years indoctrinated in that belief, now nah, come on there you're going to tell me all these years that somebody was lying to me. But it's saying in the Bible, but that's, I had mentioned, do we really understand how to translate, dissect scripture? So in that scripture, you read it, but do you understand it? As the minister mentioned to us, words mean everything. So we have that etymology dictionary that Brother Shakur introduced us to, and I already had a Black's Law Dictionary, which is a whole nother language from the everyday language that we speak with one another. So again, it's just getting that, mm, you have to continue to study to show yourself approves and also show your understanding, obtain understanding. So whatever your study is get coming on your Zoom, uh, getting your dictionaries, pulling them out, going to the Bible study, going to Wednesday, Friday night lectures at the mosque, whatever studying is for you, get a comprehensive knowledge of a thing. And then you, you can still follow your Bible, but just get a better understanding of who God is.
0: As-salamu alaykum Wa salam Thank you ma'am Anybody else want to share something that stood out to them Raise your hand One of the things that stood out for me Is um, When you start a business And have no time for God You don't own the business The business owns you Wow Woo! That was a ball right there man because many of us in doing for self, um, we kind of go into being self-employed. And basically we have become a slave to our business versus the white man's job. And, uh, I'm, I think this year is the first year I'm kind of getting out of being a slave to the business. Honestly, if I can be honest, setting up systems, personal assistance, making sure different people are in place, um, I kind of always been I kind of always merged the teachings, the mission with my business. So there's not necessarily a lack there, but it's easy to happen when you're trying to do for self. And also when you're trying to do for self and whatever you're trying to do will sustain your bills, because at the end of the day, you do have to survive. You do have to pay, you know, eat and all that type of stuff. So whenever we are, what that makes me think about is honestly, God. If God, look, God works through what? Through human beings. Why are we so, man, this is deep. If God himself works through human beings, why are we so close to our business and don't want to let nothing go? Why won't we come up with something of thought and let us come through other human beings so that the system can still be in place? God works through human beings. He ain't all over the planet. Well, he is through human beings. Well, if we think that way, we are gods. We're supposed to be reflectors of God, reflections of God. Well, he... It's not the flesh that makes him God we're tall. Ain't that what the minister said? It is the wisdom. The wisdom is eternal. So if God has blessed us with some type of wisdom and we want to be omnipresent, we want to be impacting people all over the world where our physical finite body is not going to be able to do it. But if we put our thought and impregnate somebody's mind so the same way we're able to impregnate a woman, And she's able to produce for us a child who we'll live on through. How about we produce a child or uh, give birth to a new idea or work through other people and let that truth that we stand on be through other people and we can kind of scale ourselves out so that we can live God's purpose. So we're not waking up every morning living for the bank that we owe. We're not waking up every morning trying to pay that debt that we owe. We waking up in the morning saying, man, what can I do to make an impact for God? But when we're in so much debt, it's hard to think about that. When we get up in the morning, the first thing on our mind is get that money so I can pay that bill, light bill, insurance bill, something like that. So that's one of the things that stood out for me, man. Do you you own the business or do the business own you? Uh, Let's go to Sister
7: Shireen. Uh assalamualaikum family. Walaikum well, mm-hmm. So what what um came to my mind when sister was just speaking is that we have to break up with fantasy and um understand that we fell in love with the lie that they told us about reality. So when we literally go through our minds to undo the thinking that has gotten us caught up th- that's hard work and it can be um it can leave you feeling blank and empty because you you don't so for example angels have wings is what they told us, right? there's they, people with wings, and then they gave us the imagery in the in the movies and in the books. So we our whole imagination is based around something that doesn't exist, but we fell in love with that. We fell in love with the thought of people having wings and they can fly and they show up and they help. And then when they say, "Uh, uh-uh, it, it don't work like that, <laughs> you're like, wait, what? <laughs> what do, so what do I do? Who, who's going to help me? So how do you unimagine a lie? Right. And that's the work. And that's what the teachings do. But the beautiful thing about the teachings is it gives us the science and the math behind it. And then we can say, oh, so it's not like this. But it is like that, you know. So it's not going to be a person with wings coming to help me. It's going to be myself. Or it's going to be you or one of my brothers and sisters that's going to help me. They don't have the wings. But, you know, they could get on a plane and fly to me if if they had to get to me quickly. Right? So just unplugging from you know Moses with the staff part in the Red Sea and us literally thinking that this big old body of water split into two and some people walk through it that's imagery that you know if, if you watch that movie every year <laughs> that's that's in your mind that's deep embedded in your mind and is in our parents and our grandparents and great-grandparents mind so shattering that reality that they saw I'm putting my air quotes up now they saw it with their own two eyes on the tv of course but (laughs) undoing that is is what takes the work but when we have a teaching that's so powerful and our supreme lessons, and it, and it references us to the actual facts and the truth of the matter, and you could go and see, okay, God is real. God is not a, a air thing, or, um, you know, up sitting up in the sky on a throne, a literal chair. That's what they showed people—a big white man sitting on a big chair, you know, and and so. Yeah, that's it. Assalamu uh, alaikum. Wa well, like, salam yes, ma'am. All
0: right, up next we have Sister Golda.
8: Assalamu alaikum, family. So,
9: what I what point out to me was actually something really simple, but also something huge. When he pointed out in Leviticus 11, talking about why we don't eat the swine, and um. I know that it seems simple, but people ask all the time, like, why don't we eat pig? And that's something that I haven't had that much um, education on to really explain it. And so I love the way he broke it down in the scriptures, specifically how the pig has demons in it. So you're like eating demons, literally. And it kind of goes back along with what most honorable Elijah Muhammad talks about, about eating animals, because you're kind of like eating their spirits. But um, so for those of us, because I I look at this as like a study class as well and gives me things to go home and study about. And that right there, I just love the way he broke it down and the way he breaks everything down with the scripture. So for those who are like really um, knowledgeable of the Bible, he brings that back to us, pulls that out because that's what most of us came up on. So I just want to point that out that I, I love. The breakdown of why we don't eat the slime step by step, so that now we could take that with us do our study. And so, when people are asking us, like, what's the big deal about the pork? Like, why can't we eat bacon? That's why we don't eat bacon. So, yeah, that's all I wanted to point out. Assalamu alaikum. Walaikum
0: well, Yes, ma'am. Sister Brianna.
10: Assalamu alaykum, everybody. Walaikum well, salam. I tell you what, I woke up smiling. Just smiling. All praise you to a lot. I'm very excited. <laughs> Yesterday I ugly cried, I screamed, and I text everybody. <laughs> this lecture was really good. It made me think about how important it is to rewatch things because this is probably now my third time watching this specific lecture and it's needed. Because of how much uh, we learn about the Bible, right? Like, why do, we leave, why do we read the Bible? Because there's truth in it. And our people aren't buried in the Torah. And they're not buried in the Quran. They're buried in the Bible. And we have to speak to them through their language, through our language, because we're speaking truth. And I got my paper. I, 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 have not, I now have a Bible. And I'm not giving this one away. <laughs> But yeah, this actually was really good. Um just having... and my brain's all over the place. So I'm now. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Sister Ida Kwame.
11: as awesome, like um, um. Um so what stood out to me the most was that what pretty much everyone else is saying, if we don't believe that God is a human being, right. And we believe that he's, we, we don't know what he is pretty much. So if you're trying to materialize an idea you have in your head or a a business idea or whatever the case is of the life you want to manifest It's going to be hard to do that because if you don't believe that first God is a reality, like you don't, you don't know the reality of God, you don't believe that he's material. So it's going to be hard for you to materialize what it is that you really want. Because if you really want God and you think he's a spook, then, okay, how's a spook going to give you what you want materially? You know what I'm saying? It has to be a human being also. That's why most of our people, I feel like, end up turning to the devil to get their blessings and selling their souls, and they don't even realize that, you know, they just gave their souls to a whole man. You know what I'm saying? He's the devil. So how do you materialize what you want in life if you can't even materialize
10: God? That's all I'm saying. Asalam alaykum.
0: My bad. That makes me think about a question. Somebody somebody asked me the other day. Uh, If God is not a spook, is Satan a spook? Oh, man, my back. I don't know, man, my whole shoulder blade. Oh, I'm getting old. But um, he says Satan is no spook. Satan is no spirit. Satan are men and women highly intelligent, knowing the truth and using their knowledge of good to trick people who are good into doing that which is evil. And then make them think that. Think the evil that they do is all right. And we know in the Quran it says Satan makes evil fair seeming. So the, this is still me and two. So as Brother Neri said we just have to get out of spookville. There's a lot of allegory. There's metaphors in the Bible and things of that nature. We hear him talk about the skies. And how that is the mind. And so uh, what I love about the teachings, man, it it breaks everything down and makes it easy to understand. You know, uh, it, it, but remember, it, it says in the Bible that this 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 word or the interpretation paraphrasing will be re- revealed unto babes. So we didn't have this until the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was able to give us the exegesis of what these things mean. So not just reading it. But understanding it uh, is what stands out for me when it comes to the teachings itself, man. Because I was in Spookville. Um, I remember I was talking to a Christian brother the other day. He really think that it's going to be a long line in the sky and we're going to have our books and meet God at this gate. What we need a gate for if we're going to be spirits. Why is there a gate? Why we can't just fly through the gate? See what I'm saying? Brother, brother uh, Ishmael was breaking something down the, the, one of the other Sundays. Man, if we really gonna be in this, if we really gonna be in a long line like this, you know how long it's gonna take us to see God? How many people done lived and died on this planet? I'm talking about billions, trillions of people, and we sitting here think we are gonna be in line. Feet? Well, I guess we ain't gonna have no feet. Our floating power gonna be running out of juice, running out of battery. I mean, look, just just imagine the line we're going to be in. Then we are taught that we're going to die, and then th- those who born again, whatever the case may be, that Belize going to raise up from the dead, well, that's only 57,255,000 square miles of land. See, when he give us these mathematics, you know, you know Brother Shakur t- tell us to study them mathematics. square miles of land if all the people who have died come back up there wouldn't be no room what room would we have on the planet if everybody who died literally physically resurrected so just think about that brother Brother Wesley go ahead
3: (laughs) assalamualaikum family Uh, what I wanted to kind of speak on too and also the veggie back on was just the gold said on on that 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 pig and we some of us will look at it and say well that was the old testament and when jesus came it was the new testament so they he done away with that law and we find an excuse to do wrong um and then also what he spoke on about the the spiritual suicide bombers and how that gossip and how we can get into that negative talk and that negative speech with one another though we may feel like i'm doing the right thing and exposing something are you exposing it for the sake of bringing them down or are you exposing in order to correct are you exposing or or talking about it to improve them or prove yourself or learn from it just like the ministers talked about as well when you see someone fall learn don't laugh um and we can kind of get caught up in that very easily even when we're talking about what's going on in the world we speaking on the things that the government do we speak on what's going on in business we don't want to get caught up in gossiping about these things. We want to be making sure that we solution based and we work in finding where we can find that lesson in that and learning from that so that we can improve. And we don't fall victim to that same thing that caused someone else to stumble. I saw like.
0: Well, like salam. Somebody brought up a good point. Brother Marco Washington said you're not supposed to be eating swine. crust the scenes. I ain't never heard of that in my life. Certain birds meet with blood. Everyone focuses on the swine like all the aforementioned unclean animals are any less mandated than you can't eat. He just put eat. That's interesting you say that because you're right. A lot of people do just focus on the swine. But the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Oh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and how to eat to live. He don't just talk about the swine now. Oh, man. He talks about the fish, the weight of the fish. He talks about the bottom feeders of the water. See, he don't just give us, you know, the Bible say don't eat pork. He breaks down all of that in how to eat to live. Book 1 and Book 2. And if we look at the Quran, it talks about one who will be raised I believe, a believer messenger who would teach us what to eat and what foods to store in our homes. That's mentioned in the Quran. All right, let's go over to brother Brother
2: Shakir. Well, Ben the family. Brother Ben, I'ma to, look. <laughs> oh wow. This is something, right? So I'm gonna get to the to the first thing. Like like I said, I just like to watch my brothers and sisters watch the growth and see where your stages are. And that's why that's why Brother Hill put that uh Supreme Lessons room. Because I put certain things in there so you can know what it's about for those who like to study and like to be in the know so they can get closer to to them. God selves, Right. So the first thing is that the notes that I took, let say a man that can't a man that can't treat you right, won't teach you. Right. Mm. right? That, that's that's the one. Right. And like I said, Minister Noura said it and I said it before that man is not the father of nothing he's not even father of himself right now when you look at king james king james version bible king james then you know every religious system that we gave the whole world every time the caucasian has come in contact with those religious systems he's corrupted every last one of them whether it's buddhism christianity because original christianity is called kawahidu out of ethiopia Right. So even when you see
12: when you speak
2: Arabic, Aleph tha or you speak Hebrew, Aleph Bet, Vet, Jet, uh, vet, gimel, Gimel day hey, when you see God's name in Hebrew, right? Jesus said it in Hebrew. He said, Ela Ela Labama and Allah are the same thing in Arabic, right? And in Hebrew, right? That's why they say Ela, elala, bama, sabatini. or we say in Arabic right? There's no God but Allah. And we say arm, leg, leg, arm, head. Right? And they call it when Yahweh or the Supreme Being took a, all uh, took his consciousness and put it in an all black body. That's why they were all black at the at the whaling Wall. That's why you see them there. And so when you see Allah and Elah are the same thing, right? And that original, the first Bible that King James ever wrote because his mother, um, I can't, um, um, what is the Queen of England's name? All of them got pretty much the same name, but his mother, I can't remember his mother's name right off the hand, but she wrote the Bishop's Bible, and he wanted to use that, but he couldn't. That's why I say you have to study these histories and go through these histories. So his first book, it was not very, he he wasn't, it wasn't the whole, the King James Version Bible. His first book that he wrote was Demonology. And you can look it up. And that's why certain things I don't even say if I don't know what they mean, because everything you say has a pitch frequency and a vibration to it. And that's why, you know, I got a Holy Septuagint, or what they call an Ethiopic Bible that came all the way from overseas. This Bible is 800 years older than the King James Version. And it's that's why I told his sister asked me a question about certain terms and words that I told you. You have to know what the apocrypha means and what canon means. And no difference about how they change up scriptures, right? Because every time we catch up, they switch up. So that's why you have to study to make yourself approved. Now the other thing is about the weapons he was talking about. This is why those people run Hollywood because Hollywood, the actual word Hollywood, Hollywood is the wood that witches use to cast spells. But if you don't know the history of those things, you're not gonna understand how somebody can put you in a trance and why you like watch, watch certain movies and why they appeal to you, because and what kind of spells you want, right? Then you get into, he mentioned the word uh, he mentioned the word um, when you go out and take a tree and you adorn it and whatnot, uh, a heathen, right? And so a lot of people get the word mixed up with uh, uh, um, Satanism and the word pagan. The word pagan literally means country dweller. So when you are in the country, what you pay attention to? The stars, the moon. When it's time to harvest, when it's time to plant. So there's a big difference in understanding these words. And and one of the other things is uh went over pagan. And then uh one thing he was talking about was the military, right? The games that they're playing. There's a book called The Bio, the Bio Frequency. I can get up and get it, but I'm not gonna get it. Uh, the biofrequency by Makuzik. She said ever since the invention of Wi-Fi, there are over 300% more pitches and frequencies that are adverse to the natural pitch and frequency of your body. That's why you see people killing more because they're using sound as a weapon. That's why he was talking about silent, uh, quiet weapons for silent war, silent wars for quiet weapons. This is what it's getting into. And just like when COVID came out, everybody said China caused it, but they won't tell you this. And I guarantee you, nobody on here... I can't say everybody, but the majority of people on here won't know this. See, every four years they have what they call the World Military Olympic Games. These are the best and the most fit super soldiers from all over the world. I haven't competed in it, but I was invited. They have the most fit military soldiers from every elite military from all over the world. SAS, SAS, Marine Recon, uh, Navy SEALs, uh, Rangers, and they compete. And this is where all that stuff broke out in Wuhan because they were paying for that. Right. And I probably wouldn't be talking about all that. But you look that up because all this stuff is is, is military science that you see seeing. So. Now, when you see these new basketball players and everything else, now they doing going in with the gene splicing and the gene editing, you seeing these super athletes and you not, and you not the number one basketball players and football players, then what what they have you to do? But that's a whole nother story. So be aware of that because that's coming down too. So other thing is about that pig. Musa Moses, when he went up in the Caucasus mounts, this is in the part in the Holy Quran, they called the cave. He said, I saw, he said, when he went up to the cave, right, he said in the entrance of his cave, they had, he said, there was a dog, and when he went inside the cave, he said, I saw one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight and eight of them, and they all had dogs. He said, if you would look at them, one would indeed think they were dead, but they were alive, and they would fill you with terror. This is in the Quran called the cave talking about the caucasian so when moses went up there because he had six thousand years six thousand years to rule he brought a pig with him a pig is a genetic cross between a cat a rat and a dog three animals that constantly are turmoil with each other you're gonna have to go into the science of that thing and why you shouldn't be touching it because the pig don't have no veins no uh, uh veins right so when a poisonous snake bite a pig because he releases all his toxins out the hoof out of his hook. So when a poisonous snake can bite a pig and the pig won't die from the venom, he'll turn around and eat the snake because he don't have no veins. But you're going to have to go into the science of that thing. And the last thing is that, you know, so much stuff. I got two more things. Here. So much stuff happens to us in slavery. There's a book called The Delectable Negro. When they used to eat us in slavery. Now, you're going to have to go into that thing real deep about necromancy and all the other stuff, because that's when you're going to get into the thing called, his name was Vlad Dracula, or you call him Dracula from writing, watching all the movies. And you, when you pick up a real book and find uh, Vlad Dracula, you will see him sitting at the table and he eat people. He got them on spits. This history is real. That's why you're going to have to take your time and go through him. So I told you about the delectable Negro, and then the last thing is this stuff is real. Oh, this is trick knowledge. It's a real science. The science of killing, murdering, and telling lies. Oh, this man is very adept at Very adept at it. And the last thing I'm gonna tell you about what Miss Nuru talked about the X and Y chromosomes. So I told you about the Moon X chromosome, the Earth X chromosome, and the male Y chromosome. That's why you're going to have to get into that 28th degree and what kind of rules and regulations, including all laws enforced to manufacturing the devil. That's why Jehovah's Witnesses don't give blood. They understand that. See, when you read the books about Henrietta Lacks and the Tuskegee, all the technology they got from studying you. From going through your bloodline, researching it, because we don't study ourselves. Well, where's our manufacturing and our, our hospitals and our research center? That's what you got to do to over, to overcome. So that as you're going up, that man could come down. Ain't no about no playing no basketball or driven. No yeah, that's all well and fine. But you better take that stuff and be able to have some high scientists out here. That's it. So when you get into those things, the books out here, there's an idiot's guide and a, a uh the yellow book, uh books for dummies, better get you a physics book, a chemistry book, uh um uh quantum mechanics book. There's so much technology that is going on right. Now. You better, you better wake up and find out what's going on, or you're gonna be you're gonna be sitting on the side because the only thing you're gonna be able to do is give up your biological property. And that's what they want. That's why all the blood centers, all the donating centers in the black community, right? So the last part, the XX chromosome. Knowing that and the XY chromosome. Well, I told you, you have to go into the science of air like attract and unlike repel and the science of twins. That's why Yakub had a twin brother. You have to go into that, but he wasn't the first twin. Like I told you before, what? Eve was not Adam's first wife. His first wife was Lilith, right? But Eve had two sons, right? And her first son, the first set of twins, because Esau and Jacob, or Esau and Jacob, was not the first set of twins. When he gave birth to Cain, she gave birth to his twin sister, Aklima. When she gave birth to Abel, she gave birth to his twin sister, Lulua. And you got to go into the disagreement that happened. That's why Cain killed Abel, because he wanted to marry his sister, And they wouldn't allow them to do that. And that was a whole birthright thing. But y'all gonna have to go into these stuff. I'm not going to tell you all the answers. You're going to have to do some research yourself. But I'm just setting trails because I want to see you develop where you get out of that, that spook bill. And when you start studying biology, chemistry, physics. So because Jacob's Ladder is the DNA, the DNA leads you into what? The atomic realm. Anything said to exist outside of atom is non-existent. That's why I told you. That's why I read about the question of the black man is God. When you get to the seven levels of heaven, or the seven firmaments of heaven, they talking about the seven levels of the particle, of the, I mean, see, not the particle, but of the atom. Protons, electrons, neutrons, hadrons, bayrons, and b The seven levels of the heaven. That's the that's the world that you can't see with the physical eye. You're going to have to study. Alaikum. Well, like a salam
0: Alaikum. Wa Alaikum Salaam. Let's go to Sister Randisha. We got to study.
13: So I'm a Um, so a few things that came to me as I was taking notes um on the Battle in the Sky part two was when Moses when Moses was performing miracles. Every time I get on the calls, I'm so nervous. So just be with me for a second. But um when Moses was performing miracles, and I thought about a song by Lima when he said, you know. He's a wave maker. He's a miracle worker. He's a promise keeper. He's a light in the darkness. Then I also thought about when Brother Noria was talking about, you know, that we got to get out of Spookville. I thought about the movie, right? I thought about um Get Out. So I went on there and I did a little bit of research and then said, you know, the layered themes in Get Out began with the pronouns conversation of interracial relationship. The complex idea of white fragility a view of double subconscious i mean a view of double consciousness and lastly the value of the black body right so like it's basically just reminding me of how conscious we are and then i'll talk about, and then i thought about one but the noise that the graduation the person leading them um always has a rod to let everyone know that I, he has attained that knowledge you know and the rod is a symbol um and the rod is a symbol of
10: I'm you. sorry, it just muted itself.
13: So and then um I thought about the um the in the Bible, right? Psalms 23, verse four and five. It says, Ye though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, thy comfort me. I and it just um went into, you know, the minister just being that rod of knowledge and just basically just being those things that basically comforts us. And then also when I was actually looking up the word slave, um, and it says a person who is forced to work for and obey another and is considered to be their property and enslaved person, right? So then I played with the word backward, right? Because I'm in so I said, let me see what it means in programming. So it says eval, right? And some programming languages, eval, short for the English, evaluate is a function which evaluates the string as though it were an expression of the language and returns as a result. And others, it executes multiple lines of posts as though they have been included instead of the line including the eval. I also think about when he said that we got to stop being punks and we got to be, you know, we have to be soldiers. I'm not saying go out there and start a war. That is not actually that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that, you know, whatever we do that we're soldiers in it, right? Um, but their side has that, you know, when we go places that they know. For example, I was on a plane one time and it was a biker gang member and he sat next to me. And when I got off the plane and I was getting ready to grab my bags as I'm landing the plane, and um he said to me, He says, Look, I don't know who soldier you is, but he said, You watch me the whole time as I watched you. You know he got my bag and everybody looking like oh my god, but he went introduced himself to my grandfather in him and said, listen, whatever she is, whatever she's going to be in life. She's going to be the greatest because of her discipline. So I leave I leave you as I came before y'all with Well
0: Waalaikum salam. You got up next, Dom X.
14: Yes, sir. Are you able to he- hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah, so um, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Um, I just want to thank you for sharing the clip uh, because uh, basically it just made me think about a few things. Like, uh, I don't I don't think the right approach uh, to changing anyone is forcing anything on them. So uh, like you always say, you just got to be that clean glass uh, through your example. And so uh, one thing that I noticed is that a lot of people bother me uh, once I change, uh, you know, different habits, diet, all that type of stuff. And then, um, you know, they try to mess with me about the pork thing. And it's just like, you know, uh, like Brother Nori was saying, um, like in Deuteronomy, when it's telling you about what's unclean to eat, you know, if you want to uh, use the example, oh, that was the Old Testament and throw that out, then you got to throw out tithing too. Because, you know, people uh, uh, sit there and, uh, you know, talk about you got to tithe and what you do and don't got to do. And it's just like, man, if you're going to get rid of one thing, you got to get rid of everything, you know. And then a uh, second, I'm just going to say, um, you know, if, if humans are the best creation, why would God be anything less? You know, if anything, I would think he was a supreme human and that he is, you know. And so. Like, uh, if it, Jesus as well, like if he's supposed to be the example and uh, you know, the one that everyone looks at, why would be, why would he be born unnaturally? It just doesn't even make any logical sense. And, you know, especially why would you think God is some floating orb, you know, in space or whatever, it just, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah. Like I said, man, I just want to thank you for showing me this uh, as soon as I get the chance, I'm gonna watch this in full. Thank you.
0: Praise be to Allah. Uh, Sister Sacred asked for my cash app. My cash app is Dollar Sign. Brother Ben X for anybody who wants to support Dollar Sign. Brother Ben X. Uh, I just want to make a quick announcement before anybody leaves. Tomorrow we will be hearing from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Y'all don't want to miss this one because this is going to give context Okay, Uh, there's a lot of misconception about what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught and what he meant and his timing. So tomorrow I'm going to share. uh, We're going to look at a clip from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and talk about how we should act, how we should be, what we should be thinking with this knowledge. So we get the knowledge of God, we get the knowledge itself and the knowledge of the devil. But what how should we be thinking with it? So that's what we're going to be going over tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Central Time. So be on time. All right. Next, we got Brother Rashid. Yes, Telegram can be on desktop, by the way. Uh, but we got uh, Brother Rashid.
5: Yes, sir. As-salamu alaykum. Well, salaam. salam yeah. So back to what, like what everybody been touching on with the, uh, pork, you know, cause I, I got some like Christian, you know, my Christian people or whatever. And I asked them all the same thing. I'd be like, uh, you, y'all know, like it's saying in the Bible, you ain't supposed to eat pork. And then that's what everybody, they all say, Oh, the New Testament say long as, uh, Jesus said, long as you pray over it, it clean it, you know. But I'm like, wait when do we you know like cuz if the father cuz he said him and his father is one right and if the father said not to eat it why you know i i break it down basically like this cuz mostly you know we got kids i'm like so if you got you got your oldest child right and you tell your youngest child you know oh don't, um, you know, don't go, don't go over there, you know, like, like probably a party or, you know, something you tell them, you just, you just tell them like, yeah, no, don't go over there. And then they go over there. And then you'd be like, you'd be like, well, uh, didn't I tell you not to, not to go over there? And then they'd be like, oh, well. You know, such and such told me I can't go over there and then everybody well, no what, what I tell you, you know, and then you get your whooping or whatever, you know. So I tell everybody that, like, why y'all, you know, if the if the fathers, you know, said don't eat it, why, you know, but that goes back to when they switch it to the New Testament and then Yeah, 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 yeah. And then that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. That's what I'm like.
0: like, well, Salam, yes, sir. Sister Yasina.
8: As-salam. so uh, just to bear witness real quick to what brother Shakur said I have friends who are in special ops and they do um, participate in those war games uh, so he is telling the truth about that um, and just to you know add to what everybody else said um, you know one of the things I love about the bible is Paul because Paul was not one of the original disciples of Jesus. Paul came after the resurrection of Jesus on his way to Damascus. and But Paul is considered Jesus, one of the great apostles. Um, and even though he wasn't one of the disciples, we still talk about Paul today. So um, the other thing is I would suggest... Uh, what. Because what helps me, having grown up in the Bible Belt of the South and kicked out of every Sunday school, is to get a metaphysical Bible. I mean, a metaphysical uh, Bible book, because in the metaphysical books, especially if you can find an old one, then they give you the uh, they give you the breakdown of really how white people uh, really. Ha- of, of the technology that they use and how they really see uh, us in our, us really, and how they saw Jesus, how they saw Mary. And you get to weave through the discrepancies between Mary Magdalene being charged as a prostitute or uh, Vashti being charged as being disobedient to God. But you get to see all of that and it breaks down all of the, Um, What black means in in the metaphysical world, what white really means, and why they, even with today, why we have the white, when you see white, you think it's pure, and when you see black, you think it's evil. Um, So I have like an old metaphysical book. It's probably from the early 1900s. And the last thing was dealing with backbiting. So every when we have our our classes, our MGT, when we get our newly registered MGT, I give every one of them a book uh, called "Backbiting and Its Adverse Effect," because we talk about it, but we don't go into what it actually represents, as Brother Nuri was saying. So in the Quran. You know, Allah says that you know when we talk about one uh, one another or say something that we think is kiki ki, that to us is kiki ki. Yes, brother Wesley, I am kiki ki. We think it's kiki ki, but with Allah, it's serious because we're offending His people. So we may see when a when a brother or sister may not be dressed or they're not speaking well or you know whatever. Um, and I bring, I even bring it home when people, as the ministers, getting older, and to be honest, you hear people talking negatively, even about the the minister. We, you know, we don't think that it's nothing wrong with it. We think, you know, we're just doing our thing. But you know that, but Allah sees it differently. So you think about how when He said cannibalism. So every time you get to. We decide we want to talk about somebody. Just ask ourselves if we, if we really want to be accountable. And Aisha too, Brother King Cam just just said when the women were, uh, and I love that when Brother King Cam when the women when when Aisha, may I be pleased with her, lost her necklace, and the one of the soldiers went to go help her find it, and they were out at night, and um. So when the people saw her with him, they started, you know, talking about how she was, uh, must have been sleeping with him and all of that stuff. And so Allah had to reveal, he revealed that portion of the Quran to Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, to settle all of that. Um, because, you know, we, we misconstrued and we think, you know, tr- we just, we just stupid. Anyway. Uh, (laughs) Um, I I just don't like the backbite and the slander and the gossip. I haven't been on that end of it where people talk about me and, you know, just because they have nothing to do when you're doing something, when you're doing nothing, you have time to talk and you have time to pick at your sister or your brother's skin. But when you're doing something, you're busy building God's kingdom, then you ain't got time for that because. The, you, you know you're letting christ get in you as opposed to uh your stupidity anyway assamu alaykum
0: walaykum well, salaam and the thing about backbiting and slander as i always want to bring this part out from the minister uh this is something that the honorable minister louis for our stated he said uh Even if what you accuse has truth in it, what is your motive? If your motive is to defame somebody, slander somebody, then the Holy Quran says, woe to every slanderer and defamer, outstepping the limits. He says, even if what you're saying is true, your motive will condemn you. And not the person. You are seeking to defame. Now that's one side of it. Our motive. The other side of it is this. When that person changes. And grows past who you was. Defaming and slandering. Do you go back. With the same energy. And talk about the correction. Oftentimes, we don't. We got all the time for, oh, this is where they went wrong, and this is where they made a mistake, and this is where they did this. But you don't have a lot of time to go back and say, hey, he a changed person. He a changed man. Hey, man, he has written his wrong. You're not willing to go to that same audience and say, hey, she's getting it right now. Hey, hey he's coming along now. So oftentimes the person that you was talking about was underdeveloped, but you don't know what that man has done within the within the next last two months. You don't know what atonement they've done with the person, with themselves, or with God. You don't know how they've repented and has written their wrongs. There are some things you done done wrong. See, this this this, this where I this yeah, there's some stuff you done done wrong that we may not know about. You don't go around slandering yourself. You don't put nothing negative out about yourself. You got all the money in the world. Ain't never been broke. Ain't never lied. Ain't never hit nobody. Never cheated. You ain't did nothing wrong according to your social media. Oh, that's a highlight reel. But as soon as somebody else's flaws show to you, you have a little disappointment, you want to go talk about them. about something. And what is your motive in going to talk about them? And so what happens is even in relationships, be careful, man, in relationships, especially because you you ever heard how you go talk to your family about your husband or you go talk to your family about your wife and now you have tainted their thought process about your husband. You have thought you have tainted their thought process about your wife. Now, y'all done got to y'all done made up. Y'all done talked about it. You know, y'all done did what you do, you know, you know what y'all. Y'all done made up. But they still thinking, this nigga here. They still thinking, man, this man, this old trash broad here. Y'all know how we talk. But y'all but y'all done made up. Y'all back in love again. Now you done made the whole situation at the family reunion. You done made the whole situation at the get-together awkward because in the back of their mind, they only going off the last thing that you told them. Now, this brother done grew. He a better man to you. He done, he done apologized. She done apologized. She done made it better. She done made okay. He getting better. But you ain't reporting this back to your family. You ain't got no energy to report the good. You ain't got no energy to subtweet the good. And now you got it. Now you just got the whole situation awkward because you wanted to backbite. You wanted to talk with, with really a bad motor. You wasn't saying nothing so that so that they can come help. Them. You didn't mention it to your uncle so that, hey, uncle, can you come talk to him and help him? You just want to talk bad about it. You ain't asking nobody. You're not telling them so that they can come help him. Or so that they can come help her. It's just to talk about how bad they are. And now look at you being. Now you the fool. Because you don't realize. Now they talking behind your back. But she's she still with him. He's he still with her. Now you looking like the fool. Due to your own backbiting And slander. So I just want to point that out there. Go ahead sister, uh, sister Christina.
12: Oh yes. Um peace to everyone. Um great morning. Um <laughs> wow, this is such great teaching. Um I would have to say that I, as a Christian, have always been taught with the Holy Trinity, right? Um, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And it always kind of like um, well, I would I would like to touch on what Brother Shakir pointed on is actually knowing the understanding and the meanings behind the words and the origins of what we study, because I feel like, um, a lot of us Christians, we blindly study and one of the basis that we study blindly is that the God in the sky is going to cover everything that we don't take it, uh, upon ourselves to find more inf- information about we will operate then from the Holy Spirit. So, so, I mean, I will have to say that that always kind of like perplexed me. But then, as I did further study, I'm like, okay, so we have Christ. Um, You know, what did people study before Christ? And I talked about this uh, with one of, um, another brother that was Christian. And, a lot of times we are shamed for wanting to study more. You know, we're, we're shamed as Christians for wanting to find the background behind things. And then when I went into further research to find the original Christianity, um, then it was like, okay, because I, I do study uh, Egyptology as well, um, not as a religion, but we're also shamed for wanting to know more about our ancient ancestors um just from the standpoint of knowledge like mathematics and things of that sort so it's like i find that a lot of people stray away from christianity because um we begin to study more about things and having more knowledge is often thought is so crazy it's often thought as um being more satanic so when you go into study and see that there was uh, Christianity before Christ, the original Christianity, you get you begin to see um, the European hand in it—the way that they wanted more people to uh, to spend more money with the government. So they began to combine uh, Christianity with the I, I forgot the actual god but it was like a sun god that they that, that a lot of people believed in at the time so hence um Christmas you know they they began to see that a lot of pagans um so to say quote unquote pagans were st- uh, were worshiping this uh, sun god and a lot of Christians came in you know Roman the Roman hand look came in just look at kind kind of to kind of um, To kind of uh, control the people. So they underhandedly combine the worship of the sun god with Christianity. And hence we have a lot of these what they call pagan holidays. And as which we celebrate still to this day. So anyhow, to go further into it and knowing the origin, you go into actually eating the pig. I don't eat pork, and the reason why I don't eat pork, um, I grew up on pork, but I don't eat pork because it's an unclean animal, and studying that the the pig does not sweat, and knowing that if the human body releases toxins through, toxins through sweating, this animal that eats everything, I mean, I've even learned you want to get rid of a dead body, throw it in a pig pen, they're going to eat everything down to the bone. So um, the pig eating everything and then not even releasing any of the toxins that it eats. Um, People shame me for not eating pig. They actually kind of like laugh at it. (laughs) They're like, oh, she doesn't eat pig. And they try to test me with ribs during the holidays and all kinds of sort of of things like bacon in the morning. I'm I don't eat any of that, and it's more so because um, it gets into the brain. That's what people don't talk about. Like the 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 org the parasites in the pig are actually what's controlling our minds at that point. So when we don't study it, similar to how we don't study. Um, you know, we look at God as being a spirit in sky, which which alleviates some of us from actually going in and further studying more knowledge. We feel safe because oh, God is in the sky. God is going to cover all the knowledge that I don't know that I don't take it upon myself to study. So, same thing with the pig. It's like uh, if I don't know that the pig has parasites. To get into my brain and and control therefore my cravings and things of that sort. Oh, it don't it don't bother me. So anyhow, um, we have to study more. Um, we have to be more knowledgeable. And, um, the Christianity thing about God being in the sky is, I think, it, it, it fools people not to do more research. Did you get cut off? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm trying to get off, uh, get on mute. Yes, I, I'm done. <laughs>
0: yes, ma'am. <laughs> Thank you
12: so much.
0: Thank you. Thank I want to share something as we, uh, as we dialogue about this. I want to share this from the minister on, on us being so
2: divided. Us. We put all of this on God. This is
5: death. I'm a Jew. Well, I'm a Muslim. and well, I'm a Christian. Well, I'm a Church of God in Christ. I'm a Baptist. I'm a man.
1: Just listen to listen to yourself. Only we got the way. Nobody else. Listen to yourself. Death. See? I'm a peace
0: not ranger. I'm a disciple. I'm a crick. I'm a this. I'm a that.
1: Divisive. Look at your division. I'm a white man. You're a black man. You're a red man. Are you? I'm from the Caribbean. I'm from Africa. I'm from Nigeria. Are you from Gabon? I'm from this. I'm... Look at you. Look at you. You can't see the relationship. I'm a woman. I'm a man. And you're killing each other. You can't see the unity at the root of this diversity look at us just look at us mm. we put all
0: can't see the unity at the root of the diversity <sighs> that's it right there alright let's go over to Hakeem
15: what's up brother Ben
0: well,
15: oh, I was kind of contemplating on, on even um, speaking because Sometimes, well, just so you know, um, I'm always jumping on here every morning just so I can, before I can even take on the world, I like to dissect everything that's kind of going on. Um, and today, what he said about the religious suicide bombing, I mean, thinking, because that's, that's like one reason why I like Farrakhan and even Nori is because they speak passionately. Um, they don't be just saying what well, sounds nice and... And in a in soft manner of, you know, this and that's like, you know, if they got to yell, they got to yell. Like, come on now. Like they just speaking the real. And um, even though yesterday I was saying, you know, we're all the example to others. We got it. We got to strive to keep doing what we doing. We're example to those who, you know, may not even have found their stuff yet. Um, I never laugh upon anybody who I see fall. I never judge, I never anything. I just kinda I take pride within being myself and letting people see me be myself regardless of what's going on around me, whether the good time, bad times, I just keep on striving through it. But hearing what I heard today, um, and you know, anybody can, you know, tell me speak up on anything, but just like the other brother said, some things bothers me sometimes. Um when I see people. Waiting on my downfall when I see people critiquing little things that I do. Even though I love to strive and continue being myself, I'm not doing it for anyone to praise me or even look at me in no type of way, but I am passionate on what I believe in. Can anybody make me not think what I don't want to believe? Um, Can anybody alter my thoughts if I don't want to eat pork? Or I don't have it. I won't even sit here and debate why or why I do not want to eat it. I'm not about to cook the shit. It's not in my house, so I'm not about to sit here and do it, but you know. Um, it's not that I do anything for a reason of anyone. It's just, I take pride in knowing that I'm being myself because it's so easy to be normal. It's so easy to be back talking. It's so easy to be gossiping. I see it all the time. Um, I never even entertain it, but I mean, just like, um, well, the can post, you know, it's so, it's so ordinary being like weird these days um nobody's raised how you know most of us were back in the day so all this new stuff all this new generation everybody having an opinion everybody wanting to say something that's being looked at as normal gossiping and something is looked at as normal as long as it gets the most likes or whatever then sometimes the falsehood is going to be believed before the truth even comes out and you got a certain amount of time before the truth come out because it really don't matter um if if the falsehood got got more likes and that's kind of sad how things have going, but Again, just by hearing what he said today, it, it just makes me take even more accountability about me being passionate. And even today with my prayers, you know, I always I always pray to be an example to others. But sometimes I get caught up in that so much that I'm, I'm proud to be an example to myself. Um, even though I know I'm an example to others and I'm showing people everything, but at, but at the top of all of that, I'm proud that I found a God within myself. I need to start speaking passionately and loudly about me showing myself that I knew what I was before. I don't care who's watching. I knew what I, knew, I, knew what I was beforehand. I knew what I'm going to be after this. I know what I'm going to be before this. I know why I don't eat what I don't eat. I know why I think what I think. Um, so even though we are being an example, we still gotta remember that we example to ourselves first, because we knew just like you, brother Ben, you knew you was gonna be what you was gonna be, regardless whether before you got all this equipment stuff, you knew where you was gonna be. Whether we believe it or not, you just showing us what you believed in the first hand, and that's even more powerful a lot of times, whether then we get fall uh, within these examples of trying to be example to others on keeping their faith. Sometimes us holding on to our own faith. Um, is even way stronger because people can't wait till our faith is tested so they can say, hmm, what you going to do now? Or, hmm, didn't we tell you this? So um, I know yesterday I spoke a lot about being an example to others, but today his passion on his speaking about, you know, spiritual suicide bombers. you know, we got to be careful about those who can't wait to bomb us or bomb those around us with their with they wicked words, or with their, hum, what you going to do now, what you guys going to do now, or even even debating. Sometimes debate is not even needed. I'm not about to sit here and say too much. I'm going to just keep on striving on what I believe in. And again, I am thankful for you to allow me to speak on these things because you can't really speak to lots of people. Not a lot of people want to take accountability for themselves. It's not a lot of people that I can speak to. How I speak to like this on this? So I appreciate hearing all y'all. I appreciate talking to all y'all. I appreciate you, Brother Ben. Salam alaykum.
0: Salam Yes, sir. Uh, brother Martin.
16: Salam so like, um uh, Salaam. Yes, sir. Um, the messenger said we must be re-educated. Then I was reading earlier today uh, what the Muslims believe. We believe in the truth of the Bible, but we believe that it has been tampered with. It must be reinterpreted so that mankind will not be snared by the falsehoods that have been added to it and that's just so powerful and uh, and during the discussion uh part about backbiting slander and gossip that's why all general orders are always in effect but do we have the strength to report it to a superior officer not just talk among someone who can't bring about the difference and i that that made me think back about um when Malcolm went to the minister about the domestic life of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and asked him not to tell no one. And the minister said, I'm not going to tell anyone but the messenger. See, we got to take these things to the superior officer so that way a difference can be brought about and not just like we used to say before I retire, go down to the water cooler and talk to those, like I said before, who can't make no difference at all about what's going on. And then I just wanted to read this from Closing the Gap on page 53. Uh, I don't know how anyone can perceive reality properly without Allah God. The God conscious individual is less likely to misperceive reality than one who forsakes Allah God. When we forsake Allah God, we forsake Him who is the only reality and the creator of that which we are trying to perceive. Assalamu alaikum.
2: Walaikum
0: well, like salam. Brother Daniel.
17: I'm uh, trying to get back on the stream. Assalamu alaikum fam. Wow, Salaam. beautiful dialogue this morning. Trying to get off camera. Okay, um trying to get off camera. Okay, yeah, um, that's some beautiful uh, dialogue. You know, something came to my mind. think about mine was I was uh, going to Whole Foods the other day, and, um, and I saw this sister that I hadn't seen in a minute that was one of the cashiers, and she was telling me she was out for a minute, and her brother was murdered. And then um, she told me about they um, they was taking the ashes from his cremation, and uh, they got this machine, they got this company called Eter Never, in which they take ashes and they take the ashes of cremated levels and turn them into diamonds. And uh, when I researched that company and the process by which they use to turn ash to diamonds, I began to think upon ashes of our dead situations, ashes even of our of our brothers and sisters in different situations we may find ourselves in different areas of life that may seem like ashes and how we could take ashes into diamonds. And uh, I started to do some introspection because that is the process of resurrection of the dead. of Taking situations that seem like ashes. That's why it's so difficult or uh, so uh, dangerous to judge one another and eating the flesh of our dead brothers is that what look like ashes today if we have the right mindset, if we take upon a lot coloring, we're able to take that same ashes and turn those same ashes into diamonds. And, you know, Honorable Elijah Muhammad told us that he says, uh, we ought to think five times before we speak. And I reflected on um, having the right mindset to think five times before we speak. And when I looked up, um, it's something called right speech. And it's in harmony with the Eight Steps of Atonement. But in Buddhism, it's called uh, the Eightfold Path. And it's equivalent to uh, the third step of atonement, which was, um, was the first one is to point out the wrong, then you acknowledge it, and then you confess it. But right speech, it, it mentions five times. Why to speak five times before you speak in Buddhism? And the five steps, it says, first... We we are the first when we see a situation. I first got to ask myself, is this factual and true? Is it true? Then I ask myself, is this helpful or beneficial? Because everything that's true may not be helpful and beneficial. And then I got then the third time I gotta ask myself the question: Am I speaking this with the mind of goodwill? Uh-huh sometimes we could say something that could be helpful, that could be true, but we might not even be speaking it with the mind of goodwill. And then I ask myself the question, is this enduring? Am I saying it in a way that this person can actually, uh, can, that, that they can able, are they able to, can, to hear what I'm even saying? And then I um, ask myself, is this, and then after it passed those four tests, then I asked myself the question, is this what I'm about to say? Is it timely? Because you know, you can catch somebody after a funeral and you can say something, and it might not even be the time to say it at that moment. And uh, so thinking five times for sweet that was one thing that came to my mind. And another thing that came to my mind was um um about um with the sister about the Buddha, I mean the Christianity piece. And it was something inside of our, um, uh, our student enrollment when it talks about Christianity and Buddhism. When it asked the question, um, what is the said other than Islam? And when I looked up the um, Christianity, that Christianity was um, 551, which wasn't talking about Emperor Constantine going back uh, 325 AD. It went back into John Whitecliffe And John Whitecliffe was taking the spookism out of Christendom. He was, um, man. if you you do some research on John Whitecliffe, I'm not going to go into all the details right now, but um, he had the mindset, uh, he was one of our allies who had the mindset of, um, remind me of L. Ron Hubbard, was like one of our allies that uh, he actually gave the juice it took the spook of, them out of out of Christianity and gave the Jews to some knights of the Templar that went underground that actually began to call forth the black Moors, the black Muslims, to help him to bring upon a resurrection or a renaissance to bring the Europeans out of the Dark Age. And it correlates to everything that the ministers guiding us on, even to this day, with this 13 uh, executive councils. But, um... But that was my life, that was my point. I, mean, I didn't want to exhaust the whole piece. I was. But that thinking five times before you speak is um, was very critical. Thinking five times before you speak. Uh, that was my point. I'll make a family.
0: Well, Lake Salam. I see somebody asked a question inside of the chat, brother Young Adan I don't know if you're available, but somebody asked a question. What if we ate pork? our whole life until now how would we know if we had those parasites brother young Khan has an interesting way of uh showing y'all the effects of this so i don't know if he's available brother coach Khan. If you can come off mute or something and let them know i forgot what you told them to take and he literally got something that will show you that worms okay will come out of your uh, you know what, so if you want to know, now he, he dang near got my mama uh, to stop eating uh, pork from this. When she seen that, she said, oh, no, uh-uh. So, uh, Brother brother Coach Connor you can share that uh, with them, I think that'll help us out.
4: Uh, yes, sir. As-salamu alaykum. Peace, everybody. Um, so, one thing you could do is you could go find do some research and get the most concentrated form of black walnut. When you get this black walnut, you're going to take it for about two or three days, drink plenty of water, make sure that bathroom is close by because you're going to go to it. And after about 48 to 72 hours, when you go sit on that stool, you're going to look before you flush and you're going to see these worms swimming in the toilet. After you see these worms swimming in the toilet, we don't need to have another discussion about if there are parasites in your body, because the average adult person that is 26 years old or higher, if you're at least 26 and you're a pork eater, the average 26-year-old has, hmm. I'm sorry about that. Can y'all hear me still? Yeah, we can hear you. The average 26-year-old has approximately 90 million turchina or parasites and pork worms inside of their body right now. If you're 26 years old, you got at least 90 million in a half a pound of pork that you are consuming. There's a book called The Hog: Should It Be Used for Food. You can you can research it. it they want to call when I get on the thing. Everybody calling me now. But I hope I answered that question. You can get the book, The Hog Should It Be Used for Food. Get that black walnut, the most concentrated kind. And may a lot be pleased with Brother Ben's mother. She was dialoguing with me, and she told me she wasn't going to stop eating it. And after I got done with it, she texted me and said, yeah, you got me. Uh, thanks a lot, because I ain't I ain't eating no more pork after this. So all y'all doubters out there, don't think you eating a rat, cat, and a dog, just gonna get that black walnut and, and get back at me a little later and let me know the results. Because there was a lady who had her eight-year-old, she woke up to her eight-year-old daughter because she gave it to her eight-year-old and her eight-year-old woke her up from screaming. And when she looked in the toilet, she saw all of these worms swimming inside of the toilet and that was the last discussion we ever had to have about the Trichina one. So, that's my answer.
0: There it is. Uh sister so uh, I mean brother Yankon, they say where is the black walnut? What where do you get it from like a just an average store or what?
4: You can go to like a health food store or a place that sells uh herbs it's, it's been a while i never uh really had to go to that extent because i believed it when i heard it but this is for the doubts just you know we got the internet just look up concentrated black walnut preferably in the liquid form so to get into your system faster and when you get that you you'll thank me later there it is uh so they're putting in the comments some of these uh, herbal scientists. They can tell you where to go get it, but it shouldn't be that hard to find. The same way we can find everything else that we want. You can find it if you go look for it.
0: That's right. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother Shakir. I know brother Shakir know about that. I seen him shaking his head when you. I know he got some motive. He got some motive make all them worms come on out.
2: <laughs> go ahead. See all later. I ain't going to take long because I want Brother King Cam to get on. I just wanted quickly, Brother Ben Remember when we first met and I was breaking down the word black and white, mm-hmm. right? So context is everything. Knowing whether something is denotative or connotative. Connotative is what you associate the word with. Denotative is what a word actually means. So when you say black in business, when you talk about business, that means you're making money. But, but when you're talking black legally, that means that you were a slave. Right? That's why I told you about the Black Law Dictionary because now you're talking about the language of rulership. That's what our ancestors used to do when we used to sail all over the planet, doing commerce as Moors. That's why, the uh, like Brother Khan mentioned, the brother mentioned before, he's talking about the Moors. So you get into that history, right? And so uh when you were the word, your sister was talking about the word uh, slave. But before I get to the slave, she said about the sun. Remember the sun, moon, and stars they represent people. These are archetypes. So if you're a body here, you have bodies up in space. So we never worship the sun. When the Caucasian came, he thought that we worshiped the sun, but we didn't worship the sun. The sun was a symbol of Allah, of his mercy, because the sun represented the black man as God in the universe. But we didn't worship the sun, we never did that. But then you're going to have to get into the two suns when Saturn used to be our sun. And that's the that's the what they call it, When you look at the word bright, it doesn't mean bright like a. it means dim. So like I told you, these people take your ancestral stuff, flip it and give it back to you to keep the karma off of them. So when Saturn, when you see the phallics, Saturn used to be our sun. So when it used to shine, it was shine very dim. You couldn't see the sun that we have now in the back because the way that it was low over our atmosphere because everything in the universe is growing, right? So this is when they came up. So when Saturn fell to its low point, came to its its, its low summit, right? They call that the Dark Father or where they get Dark Vader from, right? And now you can see the sun in the back that we have today which we call Skywalker. They call that, they turned that in German and said what? The, the the light that walks across the sky. That's how they came up with Star Wars, taking your God force, taking the Dark Father and taking everything they know about you, <laughs> flip it and give it back to you and everybody's going crazy, over it, right? So the other word is sl- uh, slave. You get the word slave from Slava, right? Because that's when the Moors, you had to, Dragon Moors and you had the uh, the Golden Moors and you get into that history about when we enslaved Caucasians, but they don't tell you about that slavery. This is when the minister talked about decades ago when he talked about when when you act up and they come get you out the club, they come with a paddy wagon, right? And a derogatory term. The only people that had about as bad as as blacks and slavery were the Irish, and the only job they could get was as as a uh, a slave catcher, right? That's why they call it an officer, overseer, right? Because remember, gentlemen, and the word gentleman, the white man wasn't gonna do all that hard work. He was gonna give some of his people some equality so they could do the work too. And but he was gonna get in there and do that hard labor, that's where you get that word from overseer officer. Those. Are, that's why whenever you see a policeman die, whether he black, white, Chinese, or, or Asian, or whatever ethnicity he is, they always played the Scottish bagpipes because it represents when what those particular groups of Caucasians couldn't get jobs. But when you go in the history of Moses, that's why Moses went there. That's why when they talk out of England, they said there were a lot of kings. There were a lot of kings, but no kingdoms. They were all barbarians jockeying for power. The, the six types of Caucasians that we put up in the mountains, the Chechens, the Lithuanians, the Georgians. You have to go through their history. Because there's more than one type of Caucasian. And then if you look up, uh, um, they, did, they did it in Australia, right? When they went up in Turkey, because Turkey had a problem with their people because they were still living in caves. Now, remember, the Caucasus gate is right there. Because once we ran them up through the backside of Lebanon, up through Libya and up, through, up in the Caucasus mountains up on Turkey, that's where you get that from. That's the caucus gate where we sealed them up there. And every time they would come back, that's why when they catch an American soldier, they still cut his head off. That's our old history. That's why whenever you see the Shriners' sword, you see that. Because every time he came back to try to make, we would cut their heads off. That's our old history. And you have to go through those histories Genghis Khan, Kublai Khan, Atala the Han, all the way back i got to take you through hard because I read, I've studied and read all those things. I've been all over the world. Even when you go up in Japan, Japan is, is a new name. It's called Nippon. That's what the messenger told you, right? And when you go up in the mountains, when I took martial arts and you go up in, and you and you build with the j people, they real short, slanted eyes, dark skinned with dreadlocks, live up in Japan. That's why the first Shogun of, of, of Japan, he was a, a, a black man. Right? And then you get into that history. And then you get it, in, then into the. That's why when they say white folks got real mad when we teaching martial arts and combat classes, when in the writings in Japan, they say, what? Well, in order to be a samurai, you got to have black blood in your body. But the original man, you can't get away from it. all 196 million, 940,000 square miles, or all 12 trillion, 478 billion, 118 million, 400,000 into this planet is ours. Africa. Is our phone not our home? The whole planet is ours. Now, the last thing what I told you, I told you about black and white. The brother was talking about mankind. That's why them. That's why when you hit them land on on the moon, they said this is one giant step for mankind and one step for man because mankind he kind of a man, but he not. He man like, but he not. That's why if you read the book, the uh, Forbidden Archaeology of the Human Race. That's why they say every plant, everybody on the planet, not human. That's why you can't be mixing your seed with everybody. That goes back into and what kind of rules and regulations, including all laws, of course, or manufacturing. You got to go through that bloodline. That's why I used to, I used to jerk my father. And he said, "I say I'm like red fox. If you see me with a white woman, I'm holding for the police." So, um, the last thing, brother Ben, when we first met. I was telling you about the word black, right? When you say remember. They changed Moorish Latin, King Isabella and Queen Ferdinand because Spain was not called Spain. It was called Andalusia. And the greatest pictures that you can get of the bullfighter is that him killing a black bull. That comes back to the uh, ancient bull back in Egypt. they called the oric bull. They ate that bull out of existence. He was a beautiful black bull. stood about I think about seven, six meters. He was huge. Right. Going through that history. That's when you get into Philadelphia's the first and Philadelphia's the second coming into coming into man. I'm not going to get into all the history, but um, but just about that particular thing about the Slovak and the slave and about human, because human used to be spelled H-U-E-M-A-N, right? Meaning people, hue, meaning people of color, right? So, told about that. Now, this is about the black and white. Now, so when you say black and more Latin or or black uh, or Spanish, you say que pasa que ese como te amo, negro. Negro is a term of endearment, right? But if you say que pasa blanca or blanco, you saying white. It comes from the old English black b l a q or b l a c, and it means white man, right? It just don't mean white man. It means cave monkey. And, Brother Ben, I said, hey, do you remember what I asked a long time ago? I said, do you know the biological term for cave monkey? Do you know, Brother Ben? Have you found out yet? Nope. All right. The biological term for cave monkey is troglodyte nigger. They the original niggas on the planet. That's why you got the study. That's why you got the study so you can know exactly who the hell you're dealing with. All right. So I think that's it. Uh, the chick knowledge went over to mankind, and that's it. Salam alaikum. Well, like Wa alaikum salam. About the band, and that's why I, I told you that brother, the supreme lessons room. That's why I put this stuff in there. So the people who want to study, look at the stuff. It's there for you to take your time and go through it because I ain't gonna be here forever. Yes, sir. Salam
0: like salam, brother King Cam. Man,
18: brother Shakir came with that high science on them brother yeah, high science Boy, getting into them the names and this is why the language is so important and the minister always talks about the language and being proficient in the language and those who are students have to become proficient in the language this is all in the original rules of instruction in the lessons about the language because if you're not proficient in the language then what happens is the enemy takes the language, as Brother Shakir just mentioned, goes to the root of that word and then remixes it and gives it back to you to use and to use it in ways that you don't even know um, that affect you. So the language is so important. I wanted to get back to, because everything everybody said was beautiful, uh, this whole call was beautiful. I wanted to go back to what Brother Ben I uh, talked about when it came to the slander, the backbiting and the gossip, because when you read Surah 24, which I had highlighted when Sister Yassina was speaking about the gossip and the backbiting, Surah 24, verses 11 through 20, is where they deal with Aisha slanderers. And the verses get into the mind of how we should approach any time we hear any gossip or backbiting. So, in Surah 12, it says, I mean, verse 12, excuse me, Surah 24, verse 12, it says, Why did not the believing men and the believing women, when you heard it, think well of their own people and say, this is an evident falsehood? So, Brother Ben highlighted the intention. What is your intention, even if what you're saying is true? What is the intention behind it? What is the thinking behind what it is that you're saying? What is the thinking behind once you receive that information? Nowadays, we say things like, well, what am I supposed to do with that information? Well, we need to ask each other that. What are we supposed to do with this information? Because Allah is telling us here, why did not the believing men and the believing women, when you heard it, think well, of their own people and say this is an evident falsehood. How do we think when we first hear gossip and backbiting from somebody and we're supposed to be believing men and believing women? And then in verse 13, it says, why did they not bring forth witnesses of it?" So as they have not brought witnesses, they are liars in the sight of Allah. We about to break up the shade room. We about to break up gossip talk. We about to break up all of the gossiping, backbiting social media websites because, as the brother mentioned earlier, that this is now normal. People make money off of gossiping and tea. People make money, people make a living off of putting out falsehoods and slandering each other without having no proof or no evidence. Verse 13 says, why did they not bring forth witnesses of it? So as they have not bought witnesses, they are liars in the sight of Allah. So to Allah, when you don't have four witnesses to prove that which you say, you are a liar before the Lord of the worlds. See? But look at this. In verse 14, it says, and were it not for Allah's grace upon you and his mercy in this world and the hereafter, a grievous chastisement would certainly have touched you on the account of the talk you indulged in. You don't even have to be the person that is directly connected to the situation. You don't have to be the person that is being talked about, or you don't have to be the person that's actually throwing the slander, but the fact that you are indulged in the conversation. See, the minister and the study guys get into being a part of a conspiracy, knowingly or unknowingly. You don't even have to know that other people, uh, that you are part of a greater conspiracy or a greater plan to be considered a conspirator and charged with conspiracy. But that's what's going on right here in verse 14, because a grievous chastisement would certainly have touched you on the account of the talk that you indulged in. So the fact that you indulged in the talk, the fact that you allowed that type of information, that... Type of talk to come into your sphere and you not check it at the door. This is why the general orders are always in full effect because you have to report all slack talk and all wrongdoing at the door. See, when we got security at the mosque, that you don't let nobody get in already with something on them. You don't let somebody come in with any type of, uh, you know, any type of contraband and then go get them after they've gotten to the meeting. No, you supposed to check it at the door. That's the whole purpose of the security post. You check that at the door, and when you find somebody that has something on them, you say, check one. And then we deal with all of that at the door, and then if we got to move it outside, then we move it on outside. That's not just for physical security at the mosque. That is for your mind as well. That's for your spirit as well. So when some person comes with you, as the Holy Quran says, in another place, when an unrighteous person brings you new, look carefully into it not go tweet about it not make an instagram post about it not going to make a video about the the news that some unrighteous person that bought you but you look carefully into that news you think about okay as a believing man as a believing woman what i need to be thinking well of my brother or sister so if you bringing this to me Then I need to go, and I need to first, we need to have witnesses. We got to bring witnesses, because you got to claim what you say about my brother and sister. I can't take that off face value. No, I can't take that off face value. Oh, well, you know, this was such and such. said. Well, you need to bring such and such and so and so, and this person and that person. We need at least four of them, based on what the Holy Quran said, before we can even get into making this a thing or an investigation, Right? And then we have to be careful not to indulge in the talk because a grievous chastisement would have been upon us if it wasn't for Allah's mercy, right? So when you, and this is the thing that Sister Yacina said, she said that when we high in a key can, gossiping and slandering, we think that, you know, oh yeah, we just kind of doing our thing, right? Well, in verse 15, it says, when you received it on your tongue, here we go, and spoke with your mouths that which you had no knowledge, and you deemed it a trifle, while with Allah, it was serious. See, we really don't even know what we be doing or who we playing with when we slander, gossip, and backbite and put our things into the universe that we have no knowledge of. We have no evidence. We don't have no witnesses. But people are building YouTube channels based on gossip. This is why Tasha K always in trouble. Because she always putting out gossip and slander. This is why all of these media outlets always getting in trouble, always getting sued because they always putting out things they have no knowledge of. So I'm going to read it again for those in the back. 15, it says, when you receive it on your tongues and spoke, with your mouth that which you had no knowledge of and you deemed it a trifle while with Allah it was serious and why did you not when you heard it it beseems us not to talk of it glory be to thee this is a great calumny so the holy quran this whole chapter 24 11 through 15 is telling us how to deal with gossip, backbiting, and slandering. You need to bring witnesses. That means you got to have actual facts. You should be thinking well of your brothers and sisters from the beginning, so you shouldn't even be entertaining the conversation. Then, what you have to do is not repeat it. Because the minister talked about if you repeat what you heard, that you now have become a contributor. You now have become just as do it by repeating the gossip that you had no knowledge of. So you can't even speak it because with Allah it's serious. So you don't even need to address it. See? And then when you do hear it, you don't need to talk about it because it's a great calumny and you need to report it up. Report all slack talk right and wrong doing. And as the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan did when Malcolm bought the gossip and the slack talk to him. And Malcolm said, wait, but don't don't go tell nobody about what I told you. The minister was on his general order. He said, yeah, brother, I'm not going to tell nobody because I'm not going to spread it. The minister was coming out of the Quran. He said, I'm not going to spread it, right? I'm going to think well of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. I'm going to think well of our brother, and I'm going to report it up. I'm going to let him know what you told me. So now we can bring the witnesses. And we can get to the bottom of this so that we can move forward and that we can go on about living our Islam and being Muslim in a proper way. And I just wanted us to really understand that because this is how the enemy has destroyed black organizations with gossip, slander, and backbiting. And then we as a sick people, we take the slander. We don't look carefully into it. We don't ask for witnesses. We don't do any of the things that the scripture asks us to do. We believe it. And then guess what? After all that said and done, we be sorry for what we did. Because when you find out at the end that you was wrong, then you be sorry for what you did. But guess what? That person's character now has been tarnished. That person in the Holy Quran talks about the believing women. Her chastity now has been tarnished. See, that reputation and character now has been destroyed because of the gossip and the backbiting that was put out there into the atmosphere that was never looked into. And you do great harm, and then you be sorry for what you did after the fact. So we have to be careful about that. And we have to make sure that we are on post, walking our posts in a perfect manner, keeping always on the alert, not allowing people to make a nuisance on and near our posts. General Order Number 9. At all times. And that's how you keep the peace. And see that way, now you can show up to all the cookouts. You can show up to everywhere, and you good. I don't slander. I don't gossip. I don't backbite. Nope. Auntie ain't tell me nothing because I checked that at the door. (laughs) Cousin such and such ain't talking to me about nothing because I checked it at the door, so I don't know nothing. And if you ain't got the witnesses, if you don't got the video, you don't got the screenshot. You ain't got none of that. I can't help. Assalamualaikum.
0: Well, salam. Someone asked, what do you do when somebody's bringing you slack talk? Well, we're taught how to deal and how to handle an agent in our book, Becoming a Savior, in our FY class. And one of the things that the minister talked about is the foremost. And the foremost, when you bring them slander you just simply say well let's get them on the line let's let's get them on the phone that'll be the last time that they come to you because oftentimes what they're bringing you is half the story oftentimes what they may even be bringing you is a outright lie so when you say hold hold your thought brother hold on hold your thought let me get them on the line and, and say what you say what you were saying again That'll solve that problem of them coming to you uh, with that. So whatever you are saying to someone else about them, be willing to say it to them as well. Uh, So it's best as you just not slander, backbite, or lie. Um, uh, I've, I've done that. Brother tried to get on the line. We was talking about a one-on-one. We were supposed to be doing like a one-on-one discovery call. He got to talking about somebody else. I said, brother, do you want to hop on a Zoom? Let's hop let's hop on the Zoom call. Let's let's get it. I'ma send him the link. I'ma send you let's hop on the Zoom call. Oh no, no, I ain't trying to. Well, brother, what you what this ain't what this call about. You sitting here running me down, how you met disappointed and he done did this. Brother, let's get let's let's solve it. Let's figure it out. Let's get to the bottom of it. Let's get on the zoom. Well, no, you know, I you know, i just I, I got you stuttering. No, that's how you do that. Just hop on the zoom call. And let's solve it because what are you bringing it to me for? Let's solve it. Let's get to the bottom of it. But if you just talking just to talk, I'm not, you know, I ain't got time to just be listening to you throw up on me all day. No, call him in. Come on. Let's let he said that. Come on. Let's let me see if that's what how did he say it? That's how you get him, brother, to uh stop doing that. You get the person directly on the call and allow them to respond and, you know, defend themselves. All right. Let's go to Sister. Sister Shireen. All right, they're like you got you.
7: Oh, I was muted. I'm sorry. Um, the the danger also that we engage in in our communities and um within cultures that are in our community is why we are separated. So you got Dominicans against Haitians and Puerto Ricans against um, Dominicans and Mexicans against Guatemalans because a hearsay and, and low level conversations. And there's an element within the black community that's trying to keep us divided from our family in other parts of the world that's not the teachings so just because just being on the strength of being black that's not enough we got to be black and we got to be righteous we got to be righteous minded people so i'm not going to bond with you just because you say you black i'm black i'm from here you from there and now we you know we good no because if you black but you in a whole nother uh, way of living that doesn't agree with my Islam, we can't rock. I could be civil towards you. I could be um, polite, but I'm not bonding with you just on the strength of, you know, we're both black. Let's attack other black people from somewhere else. That doesn't make sense. And that is not the teachings. And we got to be careful about that um type
0: of talk as well as well, like Salam, To bear witness to what you just said The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said this Brotherhood can't be based on skin color Brotherhood must be based on principles That make human beings brothers and sisters to each other And that is bigger than skin color I got white brothers I didn't say I was marrying any of them I said I got right brothers and sisters. So uh, don't get carried away, uh, but we know uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad even said, and said, nah, our Savior has arrived, when they submit their will to do the will of God uh, following the Galat, they are our brothers and sisters in faith, not by nature now, but uh, in faith. So that's uh, from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Sister Christina, go ahead.
12: Yes, um, to speak on backbiting, um, it's crazy because, uh, when you when you hear somebody coming to you, or even when you when you find yourself backbiting, we kind of have to realize, like, we have to soul search: what is it about this other individual that's got my soul so agitated? And what is it about this thing that I'm trying to uh, showcase about this other individual that is a reflection of me as well? A lot of times you'll find that what bothers a person about another person is a reflection of what bothers them about themselves. So gossip You'll find that a lot of times that um, the gossip stems from the person, the person that's gossiping, whatever it is they haven't
10: worked out with themselves. Yes,
0: ma'am, projecting their own insecurities that they see, Brother Wesley said. All right, fam, we've been on this thing two hours and nearly 30 minutes. So we're about to close this thing out. Uh, But, man, I appreciate everybody's feedback. I appreciate everybody uh, who joined. I appreciate everybody who invited a guest. Shout out to everybody who uh, are on for the first time. I'm about to put the Telegram link inside of here. So if you all want to join the Power Call Telegram, please join the Telegram. This is where... You know, we give links. This is where we network, have discussions, things of that nature. In here, Uh, just to let you guys know ahead of time, uh, we do have some rules. This is not a group where we're just spamming things, spamming links, spamming products, and things of that nature. Have dialogue, okay? I don't want this to turn into a group where, uh, you know, we just posting, posting, posting your product, posting this. If you have um, anything in your city. Uh, at your mosh, your study group, you know, there may be somebody in your city that may be interested. So post your flyers when y'all got events and things of that nature, you know, try to meet some people that y'all on these power calls within your cities and things of that nature. So that's the link right there. Um, and I will see you guys inshallah, which means God willing, in the morning at 8 a.m. Central
10: Time. Assalamu alaikum.